Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management and Emergency Operations Conference Call. Today is March 24, 2019. We will continue to hold this call tomorrow at 3 p.m. Today's call is intended to provide congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, and the media an update on the Corps' actions in the basin with regard to water management operations and to support to local communities, states, and the tribes. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. This call is being recorded and will be placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dbibsatub.net slash unit slash USACE NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. We share this call and more information on our Facebook and Twitter sites, NWD USACE. All lines have been placed on mute during this call. When we get to the question and answer period, unmute your line by pressing star six to ask your question. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place the phone on hold. I want to clarify that the core emergency operations center lines are intended for emergency managers and levy partners. Members of the public should check 511 for road closures, 211 for other questions, and look to their county and local emergency managers for further guidance. Today's agenda includes an update of the Corps' actions and plans for managing water releases from the six main stem dams, an update from the National Weather Service, an update of actions being taken by the Corps Omaha District, an update of actions being taken by the Corps Kansas City District. And with that, I'll turn it over to John Riemann with the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. John. Thank you, Eileen. Hello. I am John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System. I'm going to give you a rundown of uh, basin conditions here, uh, basin and systems conditions, excuse me. Uh, first off, the mountain snowpack remains average. We are beginning to see the plain snow melt in the upper basin runoff into all of the upper reservoirs. I will provide a brief status for each of the projects from upstream to downstream. Over the last 24 hours, at Fort Peck, the inflows have averaged 42,000 cubic feet per second, which is approximately the same as yesterday. Fort Peck releases have averaged 6,600 CFS, an increase of 300 CFS from yesterday, and the pool has risen 0.3 feet. The pool is expected to rise about 4 feet in the next few weeks. Over the last 24 hours in Garrison, the inflows have averaged 67,000 cubic feet per second, which is an increase of 23,000 cubic feet per second from yesterday. Garrison releases have averaged 13,600 cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen 0.3 feet. The pool is expected to rise about 5 feet over the next few weeks. Over the past 24 hours at Oahe, the inflows have averaged 78,000 cubic feet per second, which is an increase of 31,000 cubic feet per second from yesterday. Hawaii releases have averaged 3,400 3, cubic feet per second, and the pool has risen about a half a foot. 
The pool is expected to rise about seven feet over the next few weeks. Over the last 24 hours at Big Bend, the inflows have averaged 16,000 cubic feet per second, and releases have averaged 21,100 cubic feet per second, and the pool has dropped 0.3 feet. It is important to note that Big Bend is a re-regulation project with very little flood control storage. The pool will remain near elevation 1421. <clears throat> Over the last 24 hours at Fort Randall, the inflows have averaged 68,000 cubic feet per second, which is an increase of 19,000 cubic feet per second from yesterday. The Fort Peck pool has raised about 1.4 feet in the last 24 hours. Releases were reinitiated yesterday to a level of 4,000 cubic feet per second, and we were expected to increase to 12,000 cubic feet per second today. However, based on the inflows into the Gavis Point Reservoir, the Fort Randall releases were cut back to provide for an average for an 8,000 cubic feet per second average daily release. We are planning to hold the 8,000 cubic feet per second release through tomorrow. The Fort Randall pool is expected to rise about four feet over the next three weeks. Increases in releases from Fort Randall are necessary in order to reduce the chances of the Fort Randall pool entering the exclusive flood control zone, which would then precipitate even larger system releases from Gavis Point Dam, the travel time from Fort Randall Dam to the Gavis Point Reservoir is about a day and a half. <laughs> it is important to note that at Gavis Point is a re-regulation reservoir with very little flood control storage. Releases from Gavin's Point Dam remain at 24,000 cubic feet per second, and the pool has dropped about 0.3 feet. Over the last 24 hours, inflows into Gavin's Point have averaged about 20,000 cubic feet per second, primarily from the Niobrara River. A reconnaissance of the lower Niobrara River indicated that there is a lot of water stored in the floodplain of the Niobrara River. Furthermore, the remaining snowpack in the upper portions of the Niobrara River are beginning to melt, and we are seeing the flow at the gauges increase. We expect inflows into the Gavin's Point Pool Reservoir to decline at a very slow rate as this additional water moves downstream. We have changed our planned releases from Gavin's Point Dam. We are planning to increase releases to 27,000 cubic feet per second and then to 30,000 cubic feet per second late next week. This will allow us to increase releases from Fort Randall Dam. A system release of 32,000 cubic feet per second is about average for this time of year. We will continue to evaluate the conditions and make adjustments as necessary. We will share our revised release schedule in our daily bulletin, or excuse me, our daily update, which is found on our website. Our, all of our releases from our mainstream reservoirs, our release plans, excuse me, from our mainstream reservoirs, are shared with the National Weather Services Missouri River Basin River Forecast Center for input into their reservoir model, or res river forecast, excuse me. After my talk, Kevin Lau, lead hydrologist for the River Forecast Center, will discuss their Missouri River forecast. Regarding the entire six-project Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System, we have 14.4 million acre-feet of the 16.3 million acre-feet of foot control storage, or about 88% available to store up in basin runoff. We have captured over the last 24 hours about 400,000, or 0.4 million acre-feet of water in the system. We will continue to monitor runoff conditions over the next few weeks as the temperatures in the upper basin warm up and the remaining plain snowpack melts. 
Our next official runoff forecast will be April 1st. One page weekly update that my office usually publishes every Tuesday is now being published on a daily basis. We will continue to update this on a daily basis until mainstream system operations return to normal. This one page document summarizes system conditions and our short term operational plans. You can find this update on the Missouri River Basin Water Management page, highlighted in yellow under weekly update. That concludes my remarks. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. I'll turn it over to you. Kevin Lau. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Kevin Lau. I work for the National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center in Kansas City. We currently still have major uh, level flooding in the St. Joseph to Leavenworth Reach. The crest is currently at Napoleon, which is downstream of Kansas City. We expect the crest to make it to Jefferson City on Tuesday and to make it to the mouth on Wednesday or Thursday. We continue, or we do have major level flooding occurring currently along the Big Sioux River in the Brookings, Del Rapids, Sioux Falls area, and we also have major level flooding on the James, in the lower portion of the James River Basin. However, this combined, the combined result of both the Big Sioux as well as the James, once uh, this water reaches Sioux City on the main stem Missouri River, will only have about a one to two foot uh, rise at Sioux City, and that rise you can see in our current forecast. We do have a system moving in Wednesday night through Friday that will bring one to one and a half inches across uh, Nebraska and Iowa. And so we need to monitor what uh, effects this would have. Preliminary uh, numbers that I've run today would suggest maybe a foot or so on the main stem uh, uh, from Gavin to Kansas City. But again, that's just preliminary. Uh, talking with my meteorologist, uh, this will be a thunderstorm type uh, uh, event on Wednesday night through Friday uh, time frame, and so there could be areas that would receive more than one and a half inches. And this concludes, oh, we continue, as John Rima said, we continue to be in daily communication with the Missouri uh, Basin Water Management Group in Omaha with regard to their um, main stem reservoir release plans, and we incorporate those immediately in our river forecast model. And also, we remain in conversation with both the Omaha and Kansas City districts with regard to levy status. And this concludes the National Weather Service remarks. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Well, uh, let Omaha District James Starkville provide an update on the uh, Omaha project. Good afternoon. I'm Lieutenant Colonel James Starkville, Deputy Commander of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Omaha District. The Omaha District's focus remains on ensuring the safety of our citizens and communicating the conditions of the river systems to all of our partners and stakeholders. The Corps continues to provide flood fight assistance to state, local, and tribal government agencies. As a reminder, there are over 350 miles of levees on the Missouri, Platte, and Elkhorn Rivers and tributaries that have experienced significant flood damage. Due to the magnitude of damage along these levees, repair of the levee system efforts will take an extended period of time to execute. 
The district is currently providing technical assistance in multiple locations. In Sioux Falls and Del Rapids, South Dakota, a team is providing assistance for high flow and snow melt along the Big Sioux and Little Sioux rivers. There are also teams providing both direct or technical assistance to Watertown, South Dakota, Hamburg, Iowa, Clear Creek, Nebraska, Pacific Junction, Iowa, Council Bluffs, Iowa, and Platte County, Nebraska. A risk of significant flooding continues due to the high plains snowpack in the North and South Dakota region, especially across eastern South Dakota, and unregulated James and Big Sioux River basins. Again, I can't emphasize enough that residents should continue to monitor the situation and keep in close contact with their local and state emergency management organizations to stay updated on any evacuation plans and emergency conditions. Levee breaches can happen quickly or gradually and can occur when water overtops the levee and washes out a portion of the levee or can occur at lower water elevations as well. Warm temperatures continue to melt the snowpack with rises observed in area streams and rivers. Even warmer temperatures are possible midweek, which would result in additional accelerated snow melt. Late in the week, a storm system is possible across the central plains and the current forecast to track of this system projects the heaviest precipitation to fall across the lower basin south of the snowpack areas. The lower basin may be snow-free, however, high soil moisture across this area will result in above-average runoff from any precipitation, and we will continue to monitor this situation closely. As a reminder, the district is sending notification to levy sponsors in the PL8499 program on Monday, the 25th of March, with information on how to request damage assessment and levy repairs. Levies must be active in the Public Law 8499 program to be eligible for these repairs. Today, work was temporarily postponed on a Union Dyke levy breach repair near Valley, Nebraska, due to precipitation effects on the construction site. However, materials continue to be delivered so that work can begin again tomorrow and is expected to take a total of six work days to complete. The majority of the levy system remains compromised and vulnerable due to record inflows surpassing their design protection levels. As of today, there are 54 full or partial breaches across L611-614, south of Council Bluffs, Iowa, L601, south of Glenwood, Iowa, L594 near Fremont County, Iowa, L575 near Fremont County, Iowa, L550 in Atchison County, Missouri, L536 in Atchison County, Missouri, R613 in Sarpy County, Nebraska, R562 in Nemaha County, Nebraska, Western Sarpy in Ashland, Nebraska, Clear Creek in Ashland, Nebraska, Union Levy in Valley, Nebraska, and R573 in Oto County, Nebraska. There is only one levy that remains overtopping, L550. The Omaha District is continuing efforts to perform damage assessments as the water recedes and access to the levy systems becomes available. The district is also conducting underwater surveys of scour holes along the Missouri and Platte Rivers as well as collecting aerial imagery to support these efforts. As usual, the Omaha District remains ready to provide flood pipe materials 
and technical assistance to state, local, and tribal emergency management agencies. The District Emergency Operations Center's official hours are 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. However, the phones are monitored 24-7, and you can reach our district EOC at 402-995-2448. I will now be followed by a representative from Kansas City District. Thank you. Kansas City? Star 6, Kansas City? Can you hear me? We got you. Thank you. Good afternoon. I'm Dick Neven. I'm the Emergency Management Chief for the Kansas City District. Uh, you also need to record in here. Uh, Kansas City District remains engaged with our local, state, and federal partners. Uh, the flood fight continues along the Missouri River. Uh, we're committed to providing the best technical and justice system uh, to those we serve uh, during this flood emergency. Our emergency operations center is at level two, partial activation. Uh, we continue to operate from 6.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily, and we can be reached by calling 816-426-6320. Uh, we currently have an area of a constant steam in the air for the region that extends from St. Joe, Missouri, Elwood, Kansas, to Waverly, Missouri. River conditions are extremely dangerous, and any water on a levee presents a dangerous condition. Pay attention to local, county, and state emergency management officials. Safety is always our priority. If not actively engaged in the flood fight, please give local responders plenty of room to engage in the important work that they are doing. Currently, the crest is downstream of Kansas City, Missouri, from Napoleon, uh, Missouri, to Waverly, Missouri. Uh, we continue to monitor conditions in this region as the water moves uh, through our region. Today, we have been, contact, been in contact with levy sponsors um, throughout our area of responsibility, and we're providing technical support as needed. In the last 24 hours, we have not received any additional reports of levies that are active in the PL-8499 program of being overtopped and or breached. Levees that have overtopped are likely to form breaches the longer the water continues to run over them. We will continue to report out on levee overtoppings and breaching uh, as we confirm them. We will provide a final accounting of damages to levees when water is received. Uh, many of the non-federal levee systems uh, east of Kansas City between Napoleon and Waverly, Missouri, have little to no freeboard. Some are experiencing other issues that, as of this call, have been flood fightable. The situation for the next 12 hours or so will be tenuous at best. We are currently projecting 17 levee systems east of Kansas City will have less than two feet of freeboard as the crest moves downriver. Today, we also have six mobile liaison teams in addition to the area with Connaissance team in the field providing near real-time information to our emergency operations center. Liaison team efforts remain focused upstream of Kansas City, Missouri. Our intent is to continue to provide this support, excuse me, to provide this support until the river falls below a moderate flood stage and or when we believe the high water is no longer posing a threat to the federal levy in and around St. Joe, Missouri. Somebody has a hot mic. Can you uh, mute your phone, please? Thank you for that. Uh, the district has issued over a half million sandbags to date. We currently have one automatic sandbag machine supporting levy districts near Ork, Missouri. 
Uh, no additional requests have been received for Gator Pumps or HESCO products in the last 24 hours. We, we remain well equipped to provide direct assistance, and we have not yet had to adjudicate any core resources. We have core employees continue to provide liaison support with the Kansas Department of Emergency Management and Missouri State Emergency Management Agency and FEMA Region 7. Floodfight efforts are still ongoing by many. Kansas City District will continue to support our partners in this fight as long as flood waters threaten our communities. The level of water on many of the levee systems remains dangerously high, so please be safe. Thank you. This concludes the district's remarks. Great. Thank you for those updates. I'm going to manage questions based on groups and locations. We'll start with congressional, tribal, state, and local governments, and then allow questions from the media, again by state. Please wait for your group and state to be called. Remember to hit star six to unmute your phone. Be sure to state the name and your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. I'll go by state now alphabetical order. First state is Iowa. Congressional tribes, state and local officials, star six to unmute your phone. Kansas. State of Missouri. Montana. Nebraska. Again, star six to unmute your phone. North Dakota. South Dakota. Wyoming. This is Sean Rivers, your tribe. Okay, uh, who am I speaking to, please? Uh, yes, ma'am, this is Dave Nelson, British Commander. I also have uh, Tribal Chairman Fraser here. Hello. Okay, go ahead. Press Secretary. Press Secretary. Uh, Rainy, beautiful bald eagle. Rainy, beautiful bald eagle. Representative Mr. Kennedy with uh, Bureau of Indian Affairs. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yes, ma'am. We're just um, <clears throat> looking at because we're having some major flooding on the Moral River right now. Um, we probably have, I want to say, ten places where it's over the water, and sandbagging efforts um, aren't going to be able to assist them any. And the main channel on the Missouri River, the Moral River. And the Cheyenne River uh, still have ice and snowpack. There's numerous ice jams on the Mora River where it's got, like I said, we um, are working towards where we're having to go uh, roughly 60 miles around to get on a route to go to the location because of the, the breaches over different roads. The Moore River Bridge at Whitehorse is uh, uh, inundated by water at this time, just off the bridge. Um, the creek at Virgin Creek next to Promise, by that Moore River Bridge is inundated with water. And then we have several areas along that route that have been uh, inundated by water as well. 
So any type of evacuation, we're going to have to go in a couple different routes if it keeps coming up. Thank you for that additional information. Um, Kevin Lau, can you provide any other uh, information for them? Yes, this is Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service. Um, the Merle River at Whitehorse, I don't expect it to crest until the 29th, which is uh, Friday. So uh, we expect that the Merle River at Whitehorse will still be coming up. minor so, um, into early April, but I don't expect significant increases over where it is currently. Okay, so it'll be out of banks until April? Yeah, the first couple of days of April, yes, sir. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, we have an additional note from the Omaha District. Hey, sir, Lieutenant Colonel Starkville here. Uh, I'm tracking that uh, you guys did receive a, a pallet of sandbags to assist with some of your efforts there, um, but I was wondering if, if you've been in contact with our EOC about any other requests for assistance. Uh, we've worked with uh, with BIA, who had bags available, and um, I believe we got a load of 20,000 sandbags, and we've been we've been putting sandbags together since Friday. Sandbags a couple different roads. However, they're inundated with water now because of the ice jams on the Moore River Bridge. I promise. Okay, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And moving on. Um, any other state, congressional, tribal officials with questions? Okay. Um, those of you with open uh, mics, it sounds like maybe uh, we need to. Um, the last few people, excuse me. I, I think there's an open mic. Can you uh, mute your phone or start to, to go back on mute? Thank you. All right. We're moving to media again. State your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Star six to unmute your phone. We'll start with the state of Iowa. State of Kansas. Missouri. Again, star six to unmute your phone. Montana. Nebraska. Yeah, this is Nancy from the World Herald. Hey, Nancy, go ahead. So I apologize I came in late. If I ask a question, you've already answered. I heard um, Kevin Lau talk about um, a one-foot rise in the river with the upcoming rain, and then I understood that there could be some localized um, higher amounts of rain than forecast due to the thunderstorms. 
But can you, can someone characterize what does that mean if the river, I'm not uh, talking about the Missouri specifically, if it goes up, are we expecting fresh flooding um, that would affect people substantively or what, how would that look like to people and what should they do, if anything, to prepare? Thank you. Kevin, you want to address uh, forecast rise in river stages and locations with respect to rainfall? So, um, yeah, uh, hang on just a second. Let me get the specific locations. My apologies. I mean, it'd probably be the whole eastern side of Nebraska, and I don't expect you to know everything, but I guess what I'm wondering is um, whether you anticipate that rivers like the Elkhorn and um, Platte and Loop will come up out of their basins out of their banks and cause additional moderate to major flooding, or are we looking at minor flooding? You know, if it's a realistic asset question, and whether there's anything that you foresee that people should be getting ready to get stuff out of harm's way again. Okay, uh, so um, when I mentioned the one foot rise, that's probably we're looking uh, from uh, Sioux City would not be that much. Uh, once you got down to, say, Omaha, maybe a foot, this would all occur, and this, again, is on the Missouri River. It would occur on uh, next Sunday-ish, late, late in the weekend. We'd see that rise um, actually come about. Um, I have not had time to look at the actual tributaries to see what they would be doing. I was focusing uh, just on the main stem for this call. Sure. Um, is, do you have, how would you answer the question, um, the rain that we're going to get, pretty decent rain, how, how will it complicate recovery efforts or does it pose a fresh threat along the tributaries into the Missouri? Nancy, can you restate that question, please? Sure. Sure, no kidding. Um, so we got this fairly significant rain, and, and correct me if that's the wrong language to use, coming in later in the week. Um, is it the most rain that we've had over this large an area since the levees have been compromised? And if it is the largest rain that we've had, um, uh, how much of a flood threat does it pose? Can you say, or if you can't say now, uh, maybe you can say, well, we'll know more by X time. But how should people, and then how should people respond, or what should people be thinking about doing, if anything? So just looking, for example, the Nishnabotna and Hamburg, uh, again, these are just very preliminary numbers. But I'm showing a possible two-foot rise on the uh, Nishnabotna, again, on the... Um, starting on the 29th, but cresting on the 31st. Again, a two-foot rise if the expected rain does materialize. I can't, I don't know what a two-foot rise would be. Um, so that's Friday-ish? Impact that would be to local recovery efforts, I'm sorry. Okay, but, but presumably there's a little bit of time and people should be paying attention and and you all will be saying more as you know more. That's correct. 
And then I heard someone say that uh, there was a pause in the work on the Union Dyke because of uh, the rain we had just now. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was trying to have a start, so jump in on that one. Yeah, right. And then uh, with more rain coming and six days of work left to do, do you anticipate that levy work will get delayed again? And is that an issue with the amount of rain coming? And can you say? Yes, ma'am. So uh, this is Lieutenant Colonel Starzl. Um Our our current estimate uh, for work complete there is on on Friday. Um, however, uh, with the upcoming rain, that could delay the work even more uh, if if the conditions are right, if the soil uh, becomes too wet that they're working with. Uh, as I said before, we're we're trying to continue work out there on, in areas that we can. For example, hauling in material. Um, that that won't be significantly affected by the rain, but once that material gets on ground there, um, the work crews on the ground do have to have uh, certain conditions to be successful on the site. So uh, there is potential that that could be delayed again based on uh, additional precipitation in the near future. Okay. And presumably whatever risk that poses with the open levy, we'll know more later in the week. Then I guess maybe everything's been damaged anyway, so I don't know. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, uh, Nancy, Lieutenant Carl Starzler again. I, I just want to uh, echo, you know, some of the information we put out on these calls each day. Um, in addition to paying attention to your local emergency management agencies that will be communicating if there are any significant issues that come from the rise of the waterways. Um, and uh, as Kansas City District always reminds us, too, you know, if there are roadways that are over top of the water, please do not attempt to drive over those. Uh, that, that could pose a significant safety risk. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Good reminder. Any other questions from the state of Nebraska? Again, uh, media. And uh, start six to unmute your phone. State of Nebraska. Okay, moving on to North Dakota. South Dakota. This is Tina Sissy with the South Dakota Office of Emergency Management. Okay, what was your name again? I'm sorry. Tina Sissy, the director for the South Dakota Office of Emergency Management. Yep. Thank you, Tina. Go ahead. Uh, just in follow-up to the Cheyenne River, we'll continue to work with them. If they have needs, they can contact us, and we will reach out to them after the call as well. Thank you. Thank you. This is Lieutenant Colonel Starzman. We'll, we'll get a hold of the BIA, too, for the uh, Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe and, and just make sure that they understand the current conditions and that if there are any requests coming through them. Thank you. Okay. Any media questions, State of South Dakota? Star 6 to unmute your phone. Moving to the State of Wyoming. Any national press? Any final questions before we adjourn? Again, start six to unmute your phone. 
I want to thank everyone for your participation today. We will hold another update tomorrow at the same time, 3 p.m. Central. We will send a reminder. And this concludes our call. Thank you.